See, it all started one day when I was walking down the street. I look left and I look right, thinking, how can life be so nice again? La da da da, la da da da, la da da da, sing it, baby. La da da da, la da da da, la da da da, no, sing it, baby. All the things that we can be and all the things that we can see. All the things that we can be and all the things that we can see. You're listening to the Curse Cast with David Carl and RJ Montano. David and RJ will take you through the latest recaps, news, and interviews from around New Mexico United Soccer. You can shoot us comments or questions at the Curse NM on Twitter, the Curse New Mexico on Facebook, or email the show at thecursenm at gmail.com. And now a part of the beautiful game network and recorded from the studios of ESPN Radio 1017 the team, here's David and RJ with the Curse Cast. Welcome into the CurseCast, RJ Montano, David Carl. David, we are coming off a tie. Yeah, a draw. A uh, so so draws can feel different. You know, it, it's it's sometimes a draw can feel like a win. Sometimes a draw can feel like a loss. How do you how do you think this one felt, RJ? I don't know. Yeah. I am so confused Sometimes because dr- I'm, I'm rationalizing it. Yeah. I know what's going on and I know what happened. Sure. But we tied from ahead. Yeah. Which feels at like home. a loss. At home. At home. Yep. In front of a great crowd. Yep. But we tied the best team in the league. Yep. Question mark? Question mark? No, they, they, I don't think there's any question mark. They are the best team in the league. They can't beat us, but they are the best team in the league. So then we're the best team in the league. That's just I mean, that's rational. just a transitive property. That's just science and math. Two-two <laughs> tie with two-two uh, draw with Phoenix Rising yep. this past weekend. Yep. And uh, you're right. It, it kind of felt like a little bit of a loss. Now, sometimes a draw can feel like a draw. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be a win or a loss. It could just be a draw. I, uh, that's what it feels like. Then it feels like a draw. I don't feel like we lost because of because the position it was and mm. where we were and and what the draw meant. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean. Yes, I agree with everything everything you've just said. And immediately following the match, it felt like a loss. I mean, to be up 2-0 in your own place yeah. uh, and for large portions of the match to have Phoenix on the ropes, um, only to see them come back and score in the 89th to, to tie it up, hurts. It hurts quite a bit. Uh, it, was, it was not great. I mean, you saw after the goal went in, half of our players were just demoralized laying on the ground after that second goal went in, uh, Joey Calistri's second goal. Um but in hindsight, you got a couple days to reflect. It's a good point. Phoenix is a very good team. They are a fantastic team. As much as I, I hate to say it, uh, they're they're the best team in the USL. They're you know they're a potentially record setting team. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, a a good point, but maybe one that hurt a little bit more than than we'd like to like to admit. Just everything that went into that second goal, the tying goal, sure. just the whole emotion and and it what a, felt what a like sequence a whole, that was. That whole sequence. It felt like a whole 5 minutes of, yeah. of play, but it was just a few 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Well, uh, I mean, you went off the crossbar and then immediately another off the crossbar and then the ball pings around for a little bit, goes around the top of the 18 and eventually makes its way back to Joy Kluschy's foot for a really fantastic goal. Um Lucky. I mean, <laughs> you. I mean, yeah. I, it's it's just barely inside of one defender, barely outside another defender, and barely past Ben. Uh, you can attribute that to luck. I mean, obviously, Joey Kalish is a very talented player. Uh, but damn, a little luck goes in every win, every every goal, right? 
Kalistri. Yeah. Did anyone have that name beating us? No, no. I mean, if 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 you th- and they didn't, he didn't beat us. Uh, but no, I mean, the players you expect to score. You know, you got your Solo Asante. You've got your Junior Flemings, who obviously wasn't there. You've got your uh, Adam John. Those kind of players. Uh, but no, I, I if if you had asked me to, you know. Pick who's going to score in the 89th, 90th minute to, to make it a draw. It ain't going to be Joey Calistri. But you know what? They're a deep team. They're a very good team. And it is what it is. We'll, uh, hope, hopefully we'll see him again real soon. Yeah. Like so next month. Walk us walk us through the game. All like, right, we, yeah. haven't, we haven't got to that. So let's let's go through the game. Real sure. Quick. So uh, fourth minute, Devin Sandoval uh, with the goal right off the top. Uh, I love when we score in the first 505. It means Peter is still up in the stands with us. Uh, you know, we're it's it's the the start of the match always has a special energy to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this one was was no different in this situation. Uh, and again, Devin gets the goal in the fourth minute, so we're up one nil there. Um, and it stayed that way, stayed one nil for for quite some time uh, through halftime. Toward the end of the first half, though, things were looking a little bit tenuous on our end. Phoenix really started to control the ball. I'd say around. Somewhere between 35 and 40 minutes really started to control possession and put a lot of pressure on our back line. A, a big shout out to the back line uh, in, in this match. I mean, our, our guys played really, really well, uh, particularly Justin Schmidt, uh, particularly Manny Padilla, particularly Josh Suggs. I mean, I, I, I guess I could just name everybody. I mean, the whole back line mm-hmm. was was fantastic. Um and we're going to talk to to Josh Suggs, who is our guest here in just a little bit, about how this back line has really gelled over the past six to eight weeks, I'd say. Um, early in the season, it was a real problem. I mean, we were scoring goals like crazy and and nobody could, could you know, we would win every match, you know, 5-3. You know, you score yeah. five goals, but you're giving up three and it's, it's not looking great defensively, but as long as you can outscore people, it's great. Um, the defense has really come around, in my opinion, and had some really great results. The result in Oklahoma City was fantastic. And again, even though it wasn't a win here, I think this is a good result for us. And the defense played really well. Two goals scored by Phoenix that were uh, really tough goals. I mean, and you can't pin them on the back line. Kalistri's first goal, uh, which we can get to in a minute, was at a really tough angle. And then we just talked about the the, the tying goal. But, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't fault the line for either one of those. It's just they're great shots. Joey Kalisci played played a great match. Yeah. I mean, you tip your cap to him and you move on. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Sandoval gets the first goal in the fourth minute. Um, goes into halftime. Uh, we hang on to a one nil lead going into the half, and then we score right out of the gate. Fifty third minute. Justin Schmidt, a very very special goal. Um, for those of you who are unaware, a few months ago uh, there was a, a terrible tragedy uh, where Justin's parents were were in a car crash and. Um, his his father was killed and his mother was was in the crash as well. Uh, she has uh, since just been incredibly brave and and recovered incredibly well. And she was at the match last night. Justin uh, wearing the armband uh, in honor of his father. And wouldn't you know it, he gets a second goal of the season off uh, streaking through and puts his head through the ball. And and fifty uh, third minute uh, makes it two nil New Mexico United. A very special moment. He holds up the armband to his mom. The players all gather around him. They're pointing to the sky. Uh, you get tears in your eyes when something like that happens. Yeah, we uh, were going nuts because we just got a goal. It was on the far end from yes. the curse, so it's kind of hard to see that. So we light the smoke bombs, we raise the flags, the sirens are going off, we're having a good time. Yeah, coming back and seeing that video of that because I didn't get it live. Yeah, but the video and then the picture. There's there's one picture by Josh Lane where where Justin uh, where Schmidt is holding the that armband up in the air mm-hmm. and 
man, that it just it makes you very emotional because of everything that Schmidty's been through this season, and and it was just fantastic when when i got to relive it through the video it's just such a special moment yeah it was and again uh this this team this club has given us tons of special moments uh throughout the year um you know it's been a little over a year since this club was announced and it's been it special sure moments. feels like we've been i mean this is our 15th season is it not? <laughs> yeah i've got a lot more gray hair now than when we started <laughs> Uh, but no, it, it's, it's, this just, it's another amazing special moment and shows the, the power of, of community and, and everybody rallying around the Schmitz and, and I gotta say, I, I know I've already said it once, but the, the bravery and the, and the in, intensity, I guess would be a good way to describe it of, of Justin's mother to, to be there that quickly, uh, mm-hmm. huge shout out to the entire Schmidt family and, and we're continuing. We're here for you. Continuing, you know, moving forward. And and that's a strong group. And we're excited. We were excited to have her there. Yeah. And she uh, came out on social media and thanked uh, not only the curse but just the entire oh, really? community I don't on think our, I saw on our that. Facebook uh, page. That's so, great. Uh, yeah. Huge shout out to her. She she uh, mentioned how she's she's watched how the community's gathered around both Justin and her family. So that's wonderful. So yeah, we're still thinking about you. We hope you know you could find some solace in, in what's going on with New Mexico United because it's it's something special and Justin is very special to this team in this town. Yep. And and back to that goal. I mean it was it was a great goal. Off the corner from Bees. Uh Justin comes through pretty much unmarked. He beats his man um and and blasts a header under the bar and and it's 2-0 New Mexico and we're feeling pretty good at that point. Yeah, he just fl- he flies through too. It's yeah. it's really fun to watch. Yeah. And then uh 74th minute uh Weird goal. Weird goal, RJ. Joey Kalischi gets a ball coming down the right side. Um, it's not tight pressure on him because it's it doesn't need to be. You know, he's heading toward the end line. Uh, one of two things is, in your mind, you think one of two things is going to happen. He's either going to send the ball back toward the penalty spot, which is what I would have expected, or he's not going to be able to handle the ball and it's going to run out of bounds. Yeah. But he somehow, uh, credit to him, gets a foot through the ball from a, an almost impossible angle and puts it in. Uh Ben's got to defend his near post there, um, but I don't. I don't fault him for it. It's it's a tough goal. I mean, it the you don't expect it. Ben Ben is is doing his best to because as I said, you're expecting the ball to kind of come back toward the penalty spot, so you need to adjust your body there. Nobody's expecting a shot from there, and and there it was. That, that wasn't a shot. No, I, I agree with you. I don't. I, and and the only person who will tell you it was a shot is Joey Calistri. I think. Um, I think it was intended to be a cross that came off his foot weird and. There you just go. Got it's lucky. Yeah. Both goals. Both goals. We'll get to the other one. But <laughs> Well, let's get to the other one. 89th minute. Uh, we are just a few moments away from a potential upset victory. Um, and, and that would unfortunately not be the case. Ball comes off a corner kick, headed off the crossbar, immediately deflected out. A beautiful half volley from I don't remember who it was. Goes off the crossbar as well. Ball comes all the way out, almost to mid pitch, um, and bounces around for about another, I don't know, thirty seconds. Um, then it's the ninetieth minute when Joey Kalisi strikes the ball from just outside the eighteen, and it's it's a wonder goal. I mean, it's a hell of a shot. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> you throw yeah. your hands up, you tip your cap, and 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 obviously, you know, nobody wearing black wanted to see that. Uh, but it is what it is, and you move on. Um, you know, toward the end of the match, 94th minute, uh, we put a little bit of pressure on off a quarter kick. I had one late. Um, 
Juan Guzman puts one towards goal, deflected out. Kevon gets a rebound, deflected out, and that was that. Two till two two draw, um, and uh, Phoenix celebrates uh, winning the supporters shield. Uh, unfortunate to see it on our pitch. Well, they haven't beat us. That's right, three times. Played them three times, haven't beat us. We've beat them. We have, we have, uh, and 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 for those of you Phoenix fans who are listening, because I know you are. Uh, and you say it's been three draws. Sure, you can go ahead and say it's been three draws, but we advanced and you didn't. So nanny nanny boo boo. Um, but anyway, moving forward, um, we've Your got stadium f- sucks too. <laughs> playing playing, we play in a baseball stadium, yes, but you play surrounded by a bunch of shipping containers. With so hobos, take your pick, take your pick, and we can tailgate. Um, but. Moving forward, tell her beer night. Tell her beer night, and you throw it at people. Well, hey, we we, we, also, we also we also we also threw beer at people, so I can't even say that. Damn it! Well, uh, their beer sucks. That's true. We have beautiful, wonderful craft beer, so we wasted more money with throwing our yeah. beer. <laughs> you guys just actually wasn't even dollar beer night when they threw it. It was uh, it was I don't know. They had some sort of other three dollars for their Bud Lights. <laughs> but anyway, uh, moving moving ahead uh, from Phoenix flopping. Um, we have uh, four very winnable matches looking ahead, RJ. Um, and, you know, we don't play for the team, so we can look ahead. We don't have to take it one match at a time. You and I can look at all four of these and say, we can win all four of these. So we play this Saturday against RGV. Um, when we last played them at RGV, uh, we didn't play RGV. We played Daddy Dynamo. They sent down five Dynamo players, all of whom played, and we drew. Um, it was frustrating at the time, but... Uh, but I feel much more confident now. Uh, this is a team that's much more developed. I don't think that Dynamo is going to be sending any players down. And it's at home. Uh, this is a very winnable match. RGV has struggled this year. Um, and we hope for three points there. But looking beyond that, our last road match of the season is is the following Saturday at Tulsa. Um, those hot dog loving fanatics. We love them. The lunatics. And the lunatics and the rustabouts. And there's a whole bunch of supporters groups over there in Tulsa. So that'll be our last uh, road regular season match of the season. Uh, then we're home for our final two against Tacoma and Las Vegas. What are you thinking about those final four matches, RJ? You know, I, like I'm going to say it, I will be disappointed if we don't come away with 12 points. Hmm. I think we should get 13. Yeah, we should. Let's just, just Let's make just it happen. Do it. Steal one. <laughs> no, but, but, uh, I think I, we did. <laughs> I, I, I think a lot of people are echoing your sentiment there. Um, these are, again, four very winnable matches. Uh, these are against four teams who are not in the playoffs, um, and who would need a heck of a lot of help to get into it. I, I'm pretty sure RGV and Las Vegas, well, Las Vegas may still be alive. I think RGV is eliminated. Tacoma is definitely eliminated. Tulsa is close. Um, yeah, they're 16th. They're with, uh, let's see, they have, I think thirty-one points. So they're yeah, they're out. Yeah, they're out. So all, all four of the teams we have remaining are eliminated. Uh, so matches we should win, right? Uh, we if we, if we want to make the playoffs, this is the time to do it. It's it's the only time to do it. Every match is a playoff match. We said that a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, four matches we should win, and and hopefully we do. And and we'll we'll talk to Suggsy a little bit about this. But if you can go into the postseason play. Winning four straight like that, it's it's big for your confidence. It's big for momentum, and obviously, it's it's big for playoff seeding. You know, if we can find a way to get in those top, I don't know, five six seeds, if we can get, we could potentially still get fourth if we, if cards fall the right way. Uh, that'd be huge. I think it'd be great. Yeah, in your inaugural season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and that's the thing. Your inaugural year, um, 
and we can take a wider lens on this, uh, you know, nobody expects inaugural teams to frankly even make the playoffs, right? So the fact that we are where we are, you know, we'd like to be higher up there. We were in first place for quite some time, but um, you know, shout out to Austin Bold too. They're doing mm-hmm. they're doing this in their inaugural. They're in fifth right now. So to see two teams, El Paso right now as well, also in their inaugural year, and at the moment they're in a playoff spot. So potentially you could have three expansion teams in the Western Conference make the playoffs. That's that's impressive. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, Absolutely. there really is. And, and so coming into the season, did not expect Phoenix to be a rival. I expected that to be a fun game, you know, but. You know, they, they had a great season last year. We sure, saw what they did. Sure. Maybe expecting them to, to, you know, be better than us. Yeah. But did not expect them to be one of our better rivals. You know, uh, coming into the year, I expected them to be a rival, but I expected El Paso to be our main rival. And, and in my mind, that's not the case. And we talked about this a couple times at different points in the season. It's fun to see how this has developed because early on, it was El Paso. No, that's, that's our biggest rival. And we came in at the same time as us. They're geographically closest to us. Um, you know, their fans are jack wagons, all these things. Um, and, and for a while, it, it kind of petered out. You know, it's, it started off strong and kind of petered out from there. Uh, in my mind, Phoenix is our main rival. Um, and I think if you were to ask them, many of their fans would say the same thing about us. Uh, they have. Yeah. They have said that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's cool. It's it's good. Um, I think it's it's a positive rivalry. You know, rivalry is boring when you have one team that's good and one team that's bad or both teams are bad. When you have two teams that are competitive, two teams that always play each other tight as these two teams do, uh, two teams of players that don't like each other, it makes for a good rivalry. And, and I'm happy to see it, frankly. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Cool. All right, so uh, Josh Suggs is here, so let's get to him. All right, we'll be right back. Uh, Suggsy coming into the booth right now, and uh, we'll have much more of the Curse Cast coming up in just a moment. Welcome back into the Curse Cast, and as promised, we've got the captain coming on the show, Josh Suggs, joining us. Josh, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you guys for having me. I'm uh, I'm happy to be here. And uh, we were, we were talking a little bit before we came on the show, uh, but we were just off air talking about a little bit about the match this past week uh, against Phoenix. Uh, I want to get before we get really in depth. I want to get your reaction uh, when the when the whistle blew at the end of the match. Um. Man, my my honest reaction was that I was infuriated, uh, and that's just honest, you know. Like, yeah, they they tied the game, eighty um, ninth minute, but it felt like a loss for us. Um, and you know, to see to see them celebrating on our field and and just like kind of being a little bit out of control, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, was infuriating. And so, like, immediately the whistle blew and I brought all the guys in and I was like, take a look over there and remember this moment. 
because we're going to play them again, yep. you know, and I wanted everyone to just have that picture in their mind of like what was going on on our field at that moment. Yeah. And I, and that's the thing I would imagine, especially for you as a, as a native New Mexican, you know, we've talked at length uh, about how important it is for us to have our own team finally as New Mexicans, something that's ours, something that is, is, is positive and is New Mexican uh, to see that I would imagine probably hit you a little bit harder because you are a native New Mexican. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, uh, there's obviously the rivalry in that a geographic standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. Arizona is Arizona, and I don't like Arizona mm-hmm. because I'm a New Mexican, just like I don't like Texas. You know, <laughs> it's the same thing. Our chili's better than Colorado's. That's so. exactly right. Yeah, um, I can tolerate Colorado a little more, but <laughs> Arizona and Texas, you know. But no, I mean, for me, the thing that drives me nuts is that. Phoenix Rising is the anti-New Mexico United. That's right. Everything that we're about, they're the opposite. They are the individual and we are the collective. Mm. And I can't, man, like it just, that team bothers me. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say that, you know, like I know a lot of athletes will come on, do interviews and they won't speak uh, just truthfully and honestly about how they feel. But you know what, man, like I'm playing for the team I love. I don't plan on leaving. I, I don't like that team. Yeah. And that's just... That's completely truthful. And it feels like you're not alone on this. Just watching that match, it felt like uh, all 11, just all 11 New Mexico United players did not like the other 11 guys. Yeah, that's that's completely true. You know, like, I, I mean, there's an honest respect for the guys on that field. You know, it's not like I hate them all and their personality. But when we get on that field, man, I can't stand them. And I've, I'm sure that all my teammates feel the same way. Um, Yeah, yeah, just tough game, man. So, again, I mean... When we were saying before we went on air, it's it's kind of a mixed emotion. Obviously, you say you're infuriated when the whistle blows and when we've drawn. But to get a point off of Phoenix, who is statistically the best team in the Western Conference, is there a silver lining there for you or was it just yeah. frustration? No, look, man, like you put it into perspective, right? Mm-hmm. They have won 22 games. Yep. They're the best team in the league. They've scored more goals than anybody at this point. They're, they're setting records. Like this team is very, very good. So... When you think of it that way, you also think of it in that this team cannot beat us either. Mm-hmm. They haven't figured us out. Three times. Yeah, that's right. And, and and honestly, like there's been three games where I don't think that they're the better team. Um, Wholeheartedly agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and then you think about like, okay, here comes playoffs. You know, I could see us playing them in the semifinals. And that's a game that I like. Yeah, you know? I don't mind playing even if we play there. I, I would love that. to go to Phoenix, and uh, I would I would welcome that opportunity to go there and, and get loud. I yeah. would love that. So so yeah, like to we we realize what it is. It's a good point. You know, at the end of the day, we wanted three points, but it's a good point because they don't beat us. And and you know, here's a team that has beaten pretty much every other team in the Western Conference, and they can't figure us out. Mm-hmm. And and that means that you know we can compete against anybody, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's that was kind of the message that uh, I was what came to my mind after the match too is all right, we've gone toe to toe with Phoenix three times. You, like you said, we've been the better team in my opinion all three times. So if we can do that with Phoenix, who is far and away the best team in the Western Conference that we have to play, who can't we do that with? Who can't we go toe to toe with? Yeah, that's exactly right. I feel the same way. Yeah. Well, looking back at that match, uh the defense played incredible. I mean, the the goals Phoenix did score, those were uh, 
I would let them take those shots anytime because yep. those are mm-hmm. low percentage shots. That's They're right. not going to go every time. So w- w- how did you feel about that? Because the defense looked like it was gelling. It looked like everything was going great. And the entire lineup, it was a different lineup than we've seen. A lot faster, a lot smaller yeah. than, we're, than we're normally used to seeing. But it seemed like everything was going right for this yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, we went into the game tactically different than what we usually do. Um, but the first half, I felt like we were dominant. Mm-hmm. They, they couldn't figure it out. And and being on the field with them, they're all arguing like they it, – it's just a nightmare for them. They cannot figure us out. So the first half is great. Second half, we score early. And at that point, they are just going to throw the kitchen sink at us. Like they're going to just do everything to make it uh, a game in which we're in our box and they're just like putting everything in our box and we're having to stay super compact, which like, you know, that hasn't been our best attribute all season, but we've gotten much better at it. Um, and so to look at the way we defended, I like, we did really well, uh, for how, I mean, like they have, they have basically they have four opportunities, right? They have the goal Mm -hmm. that Kalistri scores off of the cross, which is like, he doesn't mean to do that. Sure. It's like it's so lucky. I can't even tell you. I think I think it was intended to be a cross. I really 100%. do. Yeah. And if he says if he says it's not, then he's well. Lying. Of course he's gonna say he's gonna yeah. say it was. Oh yeah, I was shooting that the whole time. I meant yeah. to go near post. Definitely. So, so again, like that, we're talking about low percentage. Then the next two come off the corner kick. So they off the crossbar rebound comes out off the crossbar. Like those are two good opportunities that they have. Yeah. But then the last shot, like when you watch it, so we have a, a tactical camera. It's from another angle. And it shows that shot. And like the ball goes two inches by me, two inches by Sam, two inches by uh, Snacks Glove. Like it, it's just so incredibly, like I don't want to say lucky, but it's low percentage, man. Sure. You know, it's just like such a tight angle. It's crazy. But there, to, to your point, there have been times this season where, you know, we've we've held our hands up and said, that one's on, you know, that one's on the defense. That's yes. a goal that's on the defense. Neither of those two goals were on the defense. Yeah, that's right. And and I, I, I want to say, you know, over the course of the season, I think early on, I think you'd agree, there was some some trouble with the def- the back line gelling. For sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of talented players back there. Yourself, Schmitty, you know, Manny, Rush, all these guys, you know, played really well, but they were having trouble jailing. And I would say over the past five to six, seven matches, they, they've come together. They've jailed. Yeah. And you guys have looked like a unit. Uh, and I said this about two months ago when, when that kind of first started. Uh, RJ, you'll remember this. We said on the show, I said, if these guys, if the back line starts to gel, this team can take anyone because we we know we can score with anyone. Yes. Kevon and Santi and Dev and and and, and Chris and 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 everybody they can score up top. But if this this back line gels, mm. look out. Yeah. And because and, and and again in the midfield, I mean David controls the game. Yeah. Juan controls the game. They've been fantastic there. And now that the back line is gelling, I, I, if we get in the tournament, which I fully expect we will. We're a tough out for anyone. Yes. Anyone. Yeah. Uh, and again, I think that backline gelling was the key to it. And and you saw it. You saw it in this match. You saw it in the match against Colorado Springs against, obviously, maybe what you would consider maybe a, 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 a lower opponent. But particularly the match against Oklahoma City, the match at OKC on the road, that's not necessarily an easy place to play. The field sucks. For sure. Uh, and the backline looked great. There was one fluky goal. Otherwise, it's a shutout for mm-hmm. Cody. Yep. Um, again, moving forward, I mean, these are four matches remaining that we frankly should win and then bring on anybody bring on phoenix bring on reno bring on fresno i i'm, I'm confident i'm comfortable yeah i'm i'm with you man and i think i agree with you like the back line has definitely gelled i think at, at the beginning of the season even in the middle of the season 
it's uncomfortable for us to be defending crosses and be defending in a low block where we're, it's super compact and we know that there's going to be a shot somewhere. And like you look at that Phoenix game, and I was never uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I was good. I'm like, they're not going to score on us from these. Like we can be defending in our box, but they're not going to score on us. Sure. You know, like nothing's going to get by us. Um, and so I, I think you're right. Like we have definitely gelled. We've gotten much better. And um, man, honestly, like look out because mm-hmm. I think we're going to do well the next you know, however many games we play. Yeah. All right. So I want to take this a little bit off the field now. Um, you're coming to New Mexico United uh, after spending a couple of years in Colorado Springs, coming home. You're uh, bringing your family here, your son. You're able to, to you know, come home, even though you're from Las Cruces. Uh, <laughs> what's that like? What's it like coming home to New Mexico, playing, having family close by and stuff like that? Um, man, it's super, super special for a lot of reasons. Um, I feel, I feel in a way like I lucked out because one, I get to come home. And 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 even though I'm from Las Cruces, like it, it's home. New Mexico is home no matter where I'm gonna be. Um and I have a support system here. I have people that I love, you know, and, and just being around the culture, being around the people here, it, it means a lot to me. Um two is that I'm lucky in that I came to a situation that like I believe in wholeheartedly in that Mm -hmm. the team is like this. Yeah. It's like a positive uh, aspect for change in New Mexico. And to be a part of that is like really, really special, you know, and I believe in the cause and I'm a champion for the cause along with every single person on the team. Mm -hmm. And like Peter came in today and was talking to us today and, and he was talking about how, Everyone on the team, right? Like we have guys from everywhere, like Jamaica, Ghana, you know, everywhere, everyone in the U.S. And he's like, listen, you've been a part of this team for one year. And in some way, you'll always be New Mexican. Mm -hmm. And like, how cool is that, man? Yeah. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, it's special. It's really, really special. And and also just to, to come here and play for a team where like I genuinely care about the team and our fans and the results of the team rather than like my whole career elsewhere i have played for myself and and like for selfish reasons in like my family um which i don't know if that's selfish but it's really like i'm playing for my job i'm not Mm -hmm. playing because i love this team and i love like what the team represents where here that's what i'm playing for you know like i'm also a fan and and i hope the team does well because i love this club so it's pretty special. Yeah, from I mean, from the beginning, the, the message has been this team's about New Mexico, yes. and that and that's what drew me. Is I'm a New Mexican. I love this place, and seeing the positive changes that have come through, even before you guys took the field, just yep. everything positive going into that was really special. For that's, sure. I mean, I'm I'm hosting a podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> there's there's uh, there's where that goes. But yeah, I agree with you. This is the, the the catalyst of change that it's doing in the positive direction is just so fun to watch. And I remember you mentioning earlier in the year another thing that was cool about coming here was being able to raise your son kind of the way you want and New Mexico allows you to do that. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, man. I mean, like just being, I, I had a very positive experience growing up in that, you know, I lived in New Mexico. I lived close to my family. Um, I lived amongst a community that really cared for each other. And, and that's just like, that's New Mexican culture mm-hmm. is like, we just love each other. Right. And and there's, there's bad aspects too, you know, like, but, but just to raise him where there's community is very important to me because I've lived in Colorado. I've lived in California and 
we don't have that there. Mm-hmm. We're on our own. And here, we're never on our own. There's always somebody there for us. There's always somebody that has our back who's willing to help. Yeah. And um, it's just different. And not to mention, like, New Mexico is is the most beautiful place I've ever been. Yeah. And I want him to have the experience that I had growing up because I feel like I was very fortunate. And how cool is it? I mean, so one of our favorite things uh, in the curse is it's happened several times after the match. You're out there on the field with your son kicking the ball around. And that, that's the coolest thing in the world. I got to imagine that's that's great for you as a dad. Yeah, dude. I mean, come on, man. Like seeing him score and the curse <laughs> just cheer for him. It was awesome. That was that's unbelievable. Cool. And I don't even know if he realizes it. You know, like he almost expects it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yep, I did it. We got to record that one time and let you save the video so oh, you can show him when he's older. photos, man. Like Josh yeah. Lane takes pictures. Yeah. And, and, and I framed him at my house. Like I have those pictures framed. That's awesome. Because that those moments are so spe- special to me. And I tell him like, we only do that if we win. Yeah. And so every time we lose, he's like so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get to do that with me. Um, but man, like that, that is really, really special to me more than you guys, I think, know. It's just, it's fun for us. We love that. I mean, it's, I mean, it goes back to what you were just talking about with, with community. You know, it's, it's your son is part of our community and, and, and. It's just we we help each other out, we cheer for each other. It's exciting, and we we enjoy it. It's it's a blast, and it's fun. Yeah, fun for me too. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, so uh, back to the field. Uh, we have a few games left. We got a playoff push coming up. We're uh, just out of the playoff picture. What's the, what's the mentality going in? Um, the mentality is win out. I mean, yeah, I don't think any. We haven't even spoken about it because we we know that like okay. We look at the next four games. It's all against teams that are below the playoff line, mm-hmm. whereas everybody above the playoff line plays each other. So it's such an awesome opportunity for us to still even like jump into fourth or fifth, and that's still very much there for us. Yep. Um, so at this point, you know, we're trying to win out. We want to gain. We want to win fourth, and we want to go into playoffs with a head of steam. And think about where that puts you, too. Not just, obviously, fourth place would be a great place to finish, but think about the momentum you're building at that For point. Sure. You've won At that point, you've won four or five with your only non-win being a draw against the top team in the mm-hmm. league. You're up into fourth place, and nobody wants to play you. That's I mean, right. that's, that is... That's like an ideal situation and incredibly achievable. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. And you're playing at home with that. With, with Three that. or four. So, that's right. So yeah. That's yeah. got to be something. I mean, the fans are going to show up, especially if it's playoff time. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be the hardest ticket in town to get. But yeah. how, what is that like? What is it like playing in front of 15,000 fans? Oh, Just, dude. Yeah, I mean, well, it's one thing playing in front of 15,000 fans, but playing in front of 15,000 New Mexicans is like another story. And honestly... <laughs> Coming into the Fresno game, the first game of the season, it was it was like too much for me, um, emotionally and just it, it almost it, it was tough for me to play in that environment just because it was so special that I almost couldn't focus on the game. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've gotten over that and I'm used to it, and and like now I'm going to battle for every single person in the stadium, um, but. It's spectacular. Better than any environment I've ever played in. Kind of back to what we were talking about earlier is that backline gelling. Uh, what steps do you need to take kind of as a captain? You know, early on in the season, as we mentioned, you know, the, the backline took some time to, to kind of get into form, to, to gel in that way. Are there times where you, you need to pull guys aside and say, hey, these are things we need to work on. You need to do this. You need to do that. What kind of steps do you take as a captain to, to make that happen? 
Yeah, I mean, as a captain, it's more about reading uh, reading individuals and what they need. It's not always like talking to the team and saying, hey, we need to do this, this, and this. It's sure. like this player needs to be spoken to this way. So I will pull that player aside, and if I think like, hey, you know what? Rashid needs confidence. Then I'll go and I'll try to build him up. Um, or, you know, let's say like Manny needs a... Uh, he needs a kick in the butt. Kick in the ass. You can say ass. Okay. He needs a kick in the ass. And I'll go and give him a kick in the ass. Yeah. Uh, it's about managing players individually based on their personality, mm-hmm. which I, I feel like I've done a decent job this season. But not only that, we have unbelievable leaders on the team mm-hmm. um, to the point where there's so many leaders that it makes my job really easy because I'm not singled out as the only person. Like, Man, I, it's hard for me to look at a guy and say he's not a leader on the team. We're talking about Rosh today, so we had this gratitude talk, and I'm sure you guys have heard about the gratitude talks that we that we have. And um, we were asked to describe one, to say one word that describes leadership. And so my word was respect, and you had a lot of other guys um, that just like you know example um, other words you know and Rosh. He's super shy when he gets up in front of people and he gets up there and he like hardly can speak. And he just (laughs) says action and like, man, just gave everybody chills, Mm. you know, because what a word like lead by action. Mm -hmm. And and this guy, he doesn't say a word out there, but he leads by action and um, different kinds of leaders. That's right. And so we just have we have so many great guys on the team that. It, it really does make my job pretty easy. That's awesome. And I want to talk specifically about one guy on the back line uh, who I think has epitomized the increase in form uh, over the past few months, and that's Manny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he struggled there for a while. He struggled. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if it was – I don't know what the reasoning was, but he was benched for two games, and he came back a different player. He's been on fire. He's been fantastic. Yeah, he's – I mean, Manny's a great player. He uh, – he tackles super hard. He's like, I don't know in how many challenges he gets in a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one thing that helped him out really tactically is that Troy pushed him out wide to kind of do what he's best at, which he, is serving the ball. He crosses the ball beautifully. Yeah, yeah unbelievably well. Yeah. So what he did was he pushed, you know, whoever's playing as a right winger, whether that be David or Chris or whoever, mm-hmm. he pushed him inside and then Manny goes out wide where that way Manny can just cross the ball, which is like the thing that he does best. It's beautiful. And so over the last you know, four or five games, obviously he's done very, very well. And it, and it helps our team quite a bit. Yeah. And then another guy who's really been fantastic over the few last few games in particular in a different way is, is Schmidt. Uh, he's kind of been a, a stopper of sorts. Uh, uh, the guy who's heading away almost, it seems like every high ball, it's, it's you two going after and heading the ball away, uh, putting his body on the line a ton. And uh, how cool is it to see him, get the goal on the night that his mother is there to hold up that armband. I mean, that was emotional for all of us. I can't imagine how it must have felt for you guys. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. Um, I've been a part of some special things on the soccer field, but that was by far the coolest thing I've ever, you know, just been a part of or witnessed or anything on a soccer field Mm -hmm. is that moment. He lifts that armband up and we're all there, you know, like pointing up at the sky. And, um, yeah, that's that seemed like it was fate, you yeah. know, more than anything. Only a second goal of the year, and that's when it happens. That's right. That's when it happens. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, soccer's beautiful, man. Yeah, it is. All right, so we're going to get to some of the questions people had for you, if you're all right with that. Cool. Um, first is a question I have. Why don't you have a Twitter, dude? I tried to tag you on there. No Twitter. 
Yeah. Oh man, I'm just not a big social media guy. Yeah. Um, I have Instagram. Yeah. But more more so for like hunting and fishing than yeah. anything else. And it's <laughs> it's more so because I like following other people rather than <laughs> posting stuff myself. And I'm sure that's frustrating for fans who want to follow along with me. Um, but man, I'm just like kind of a a, a private person. Hey, you know and, what? Keep playing the way you're playing. I don't think anybody will complain. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Here's one from uh, someone you may know. His name's Josh Lane. Uh, he says, uh, hey, Suggs, big fan. Who's your favorite all-time athlete and why? And then he says, I take it back. I know it's Kevon Frater. <laughs> <laughs> favorite all-time athlete. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's Kev. Oh. <laughs> Although I love Kev. <laughs> I love Kev. Um, you know, I, I'd have to say that the guy, so there were players that I played with um, when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of go a different route. I, I don't know if I really have a, an all-time favorite athlete that I've like modeled myself after. Sure. But when I was younger, the guys that I looked up to, especially when I was with the Earthquakes, and, and we had a very good run where we won the Supporter Shield. Mm-hmm. We were very, very successful. I mean, I didn't play a minute. I played an open cup. It doesn't even count. Um, and to learn from those guys they were special yeah. and they taught me not only what it meant to be a good pro, but to be a good man. Yeah. And so, you know, like guys like Chris Wondolowski, man, unbelievable professional. And and people look at him like he's some, they can't figure it out. You know, like how's he still doing what he's doing? And But I know, and it's because I train with him every single day. And I know that he's the most competitive person I've ever been around. Um, same goes for, you know, Alan Gordon, Stephen Linhart, Jason Lena, Sam Cronin, like all of those guys were so instrumental in my development. I'm looking up right now, seeing how it. old Wando is. He's 36. So you soon be playing with New Mexico United when you're 36? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I wish, but I honestly don't know if my body's going to hold that. <laughs> uh, here's a, an, another tweet from someone else you might know. Uh, Tony Soler. Oh, it's my favorite oh, one. Boy. Here we go. Is it true that you can't beat Juan and Tony in soccer tennis and you keep blaming your tennis shoes? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I will say that we have an ongoing soccer tennis tournament in the locker room. I'll beat all of you. Okay, come out and no, I won't. I won't. At all. I won't beat anyone. <laughs> I won't beat anyone. <laughs> it's been me and David for the entire season, uh-huh. and it's so weird because nobody else plays. So it's me and David against Tony and Juan, and we call it El Clasico because <laughs> the games are like super intense. Yeah. Um, but I will say that David and I were undefeated for probably maybe five months. Wow. But the last game that we played, Tony and Juan beat us. <laughs> and we haven't had a chance to, to get a rematch. So they're the reigning champs, they despite are. the fact you held the belt for so long. Hey, you're only as good as your last game. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right, so Brad Swardson on Twitter says, Josh, you're my favorite player on New Mexico United. What are the skills and mindset that make a great tactical defender or a back line? Wow. Uh, thank you for saying that, Brad. I don't know why anybody would have me as a favorite player. Hey, you're on the back of my jersey, dude. I know, but I, I don't know why that is either. <laughs> I feel like everybody should be, it should be like Devin Santi or Kev, mm. you know, or Weehan. But um, he said, what are the tactical, what did he say? He said, uh, what are the skills and mindset that make a great tactical <laughs> defender in back line? Well, I'd say as far as like a mindset, I I never want to be beaten. Like I, I will, that will haunt me for you know, for weeks at a time, if someone, if I feel like someone wins in an individual battle, I just can't handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I, I think that's kind of the mindset needed for a defender. And I know that all, every single guy on our back line is the same way. Um, you just have to have the mindset that you, you cannot be beaten and you have to win your individual battles. Mm. Um, like I look back at the last game against Phoenix and I'm going directly up against Asante and there's maybe one or two times where he just he, falls down. Yeah. Just he, looks at you and falls over. Exactly. Flops like a <laughs> friggin' fish. Me, but I still feel like I, I win that battle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's kind of the mindset you need in order to be like a good defender. Yeah. That's great. I like that. Uh, Ren uh, tweeted in, uh, what are the characteristics of a good team captain? Um, I think it's important to, it's always important to lead by example. But that can't be the only quality you have mm-hmm. um, because there's going to be many guys that lead by example. You also have to you have to know how to manage people on an individual level like we talked about. You also know have to be confrontational in a way because sometimes you have to call people out. Um, and I don't want to say confrontational and like you need to be fighting guys. I just mean that you have to be brave in when someone's not doing something the right way you have to step in and tell them that either it's not the right way or how they should be doing something. Um, yeah, I've, I've been very fortunate in my career to have many good captains. Um, the best captain I ever had, his name was Alan Russell. He's uh, he's a striker coach for the English national team right now, which is like, wow. I fully expected that because this guy was an absolute legend. And Yeah, but now he has to deal with Harry Kane. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but... Like the the way that the guy spoke, the way he carried himself, everything was just excellent in everything that he did. Um, and honestly, like the guy would give speeches that weren't planned, and I would it was like from Braveheart, you know. That's how I felt. Um, yeah, so I, I think those are all qualities, and also the the ability to just be inspirational is very important. Michael Sanchez comes in via Facebook and says, you've had to deal with a lot of poor officiating this year, not the least of which was the foul Asante sold with his egregious dive on Saturday. My response to that is, which one? Uh, would you support the USL adopting VAR? Uh, and for those of you who don't know, it's video assistant referee. Yeah, I, have, I honestly have no problem with it. I think, in fact, if, say, this year, if we've had VAR, then it probably would have been in our favor as far as the amount of calls going our way. Yeah, the first two matches against Phoenix. For sure. So, um, yeah, I'm absolutely for it. I, I'd say that, you know, at this point, we we deal with it and we somewhat expect it, you know, because it's just happened so much that mm-hmm. it's just part of the game. Yeah, the officiating is horrible in this Sometimes league. Sometimes it feels like the the crowd affects them as well. That they, don't, they, don't the know to, they don't know absolutely. how to handle 15,000 people, so absolutely. they just go against the home team for some reason. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's well, weird. To to the VAR thing, and and I I watch a lot of of English soccer, um, and you know it's been instituted this year in the Premier League. Um, I always wonder. I, I've I've never been a proponent of VAR, um, just because it of kind of how it slows the game down. But I've always wondered how the players feel about that. Would there be any concern about you know slowing momentum or or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I think you you'll find guys on the team that are for and against it. Same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a very solid opinion on it. I think that I could see how it could help and I could see how it could hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, like I agree with you that in that the game against Phoenix, just how how the refs handle that game, right? Like the, the pressure of it, it gets to them. Yeah. And what's weird is the way, okay, I don't know how many fouls Phoenix had, but we get four or five yellow cards in that game. They yep. get one. Yeah. And how's that? 
You know, it doesn't make sense. Here we go. Uh, they were aggressive. 20 fouls called on New Mexico, 14 called on Phoenix. Yeah, it just it kind of seems crazy to me, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. Um, and there was another Twitter question here from Chris Walker. It's a long question, but the gist of it was, in the times you have been injured, how how hard is it to watch from the sideline? I mean, I'm sure you want to get out there and, and help the team. Yeah, I mean, I've been super lucky throughout my career. Um I I have not missed a game to injury um, since my rookie season. And so this year, missing games was like so difficult for me. It's also difficult because I really genuinely care about this club and how the club is doing, and I want to be there for the club. Right. And so to be missing out on that is very difficult for me, especially when we're going through hard times. Sure. It's easy when, I, when I'm watching us beat – Teams in the Open Cup, you know, MLS teams like that's awesome. Right. I have no. But you still, I would imagine you'd still want to be on the pitch to I say, sure want to be I was there. there. I yeah, helped, you definitely. know. Definitely. But at the, at the end of the day, like I care more about the club's success than my own, which is great. Um, but yeah, to miss games to injury this year was painstaking for me. Yeah. All right. If you're in a bar fight, you have to pick one player on the team to back you up. Who are you picking? Putting you on the spot. Uh, Man, definitely. I mean, Trinity, because what, <laughs> like we did this UFC appearance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, With, you should have uh, seen this guy. Name? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember, but um, you should have seen Schmitty like kick this bag. It was unbelievable. Was that the one that's they turned into like a GIF, right? Or he it was uh, Hamilton, yeah. I think. Hamilton was it Sam? Fall, or no, no, Manny. Manny. Oh, no, that was the one where Manny, Manny like pretended <laughs> okay, to be okay. dead. I definitely want to pick Manny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's the one. I think it is Schmitty. He's like he's got his arms up and he kicks the bag. Yeah, I don't want to be on the other side of that. Yeah, man. He, I, I mean, he kicked the guy. So there's like a legitimate UFC fighter there who's helping us, and Schmitty kicked him down. Wow. It was unbelievable. He's got a future man. after soccer. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's a lot of there's everyone would have each other's back. Yeah. But if I had to pick one person who I knew was just gonna like do damage, it's, it's Schmitty. <laughs> all right. I think that is all the questions all we I have. have. Right here, yeah. But at the end of every interview, every time we have a player, coach, whomever on, you get the floor. Uh, to give a shout out to whoever you want to, friends, family, whomever it might be, a cause, whatever. The floor is yours, Mr. Suggs. Yeah, I mean, I don't, ne- I don't necessarily have anybody I want to give a shout out to. Um, I'd say that I just want to, I just want to thank the fans. And um, man, every time, every time I'm driving around town and I see a United bumper sticker or a magnet, um, it's just like. I get kind of giddy, you know, because I'm like, not only I'm a fan of that team as well, but I'm like, man, I'm a part of that. And to see how this community has rallied around the team is just unbelievable. And it's so cool to be a part of that. And I just want to say thank you to to everyone, to say thank you to the fans, to the club, to Peter, to Troy. Man, it's just, it's I, I feel very fortunate to be a part of such a special organization and team and state yeah that's well said let's go out there we got four more regular season matches let's go win them all yeah let's do it all right josh suggs thank you so much for coming on we'll be right back with more of the curse cast And 
Welcome back into the Curse Cast. David Carl joined alongside by my co-host, as always, Senor RJ Montano. RJ, your favorite part of the podcast on a weekly basis is the good, the bad, the ugly. Are you ready for your favorite segment, sir? I am. We need to create some imaging for this because I love this. The show. good, the bad, the ugly. Weird. Brought to you by. Insert your sponsor here. And and if you want to sponsor the Curse Cast, Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> hey, come on. Come. All right, David. Let's get to my favorite part of the week. Yeah, lead us off. Uh, we always start with the uh, the ugly and work our way toward the good. So we end on a high note. Uh, so my ugly. Uh, well, I have two uglies this week. Well, you are two ugly. Oh well. Hey oh. Got him. My two uglies are Phoenix. <laughs> two uglies, both of them. Yeah, lay Phoenix, it on me. I want to hear it. Phoenix diving. Uh, Phoenix flopping. Yeah, they're fans. The banditos. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I did not realize that there was a group that I would dislike more than the Eighth Notch. <laughs> But the banditos, they're, they're, man, they're garbage. They, it, they they frustrate the hell out of you. They frustrate the hell out of me because. So so go ahead. Tell tell us why. Well, the, tell us about what they did in town. Yeah. So so stickering is a thing that happens. So it's a thing some supporters groups do. We don't do it. It's not the end of the world. But you know they sticker things around town. Um, is it a pain in the ass? Sure. That's not what bothered me. That's not what bothered a lot of people. What bothered a lot of people was there were several individuals uh, who just decided to go around and sticker people's vehicles, their personal vehicles. That's that's it's a different trash. level. That's yeah. not cool. I mean, again, the stickering of, of you know, lamp posts, whatever, that's fine. Do your thing. But stickering people's personal vehicles, that sucks. Banditos were trash when we visited them, and they were yeah. trash when they came here. They're going to be trash forever. So, Banditos, you guys are ugly. You guys are stupid. You guys are collectively ugly. Trash. There you garbage, go. Worthless. And, 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 and on top of that, Asante, you suck too. Quit diving, you <laughs> son of a... And he's such a good player. That's the thing that's frustrating with me with Asante, is he is a really good player. And... I would really like him if he took that part of it out of his game. And and again, let's hold our hands up. We have players who flop on our mat, on our team too. Every team has it, but not to that level. That level, I mean, it's constant. His rolling around, his his Neymaring, yeah, it's garbage. I hate it. And, it. and I'm new to soccer, yeah, and I hate soccer because of that. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to be a soccer fan. Sure. But when New Mexico United was around or announced, I I was like, all right, I'm all in. But that is the reason people Americans hate soccer. Well, that's I mean that's something that you and I can agree on. You know, and I've watched soccer my entire life. The thing that frustrates me more than anything in in the current game is 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 things like that. It's 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 beyond gamesmanship. It's it's cheating, you know, and it's it's unfortunate. And again, it happens. All teams do it, unfortunately, uh, to different extents. And it's it's a trash part of the game, and I hate it. And it's it's different when you see it in the NBA. The flops, uh, they're selling a call, but they are hit. Sure. I mean, I mean, if it was you or I out there, that same hit would have knocked us into the stands. Of course. Well, we're not so, but we're not built it, like an NBA player. In soccer, it's like a light wind blew across Asante, and he blew halfway across the field. I mean, he is tiny, and he is, you know, very small man. Sure. So, yeah, wind might blow him away a little bit, but <laughs> Still a little guy. knock it off, piece well, of crap. And I will say I got a lot of respect for, for Troy Lassane, as I mean, I've always had a lot of respect for Troy Lassane, but he talked a little bit about how he's 
told us, guys, we're not going to play that way. Uh, you know, some other some other teams may play that way. And again, we have our players who have flopped. I'm not saying we're completely innocent in this situation. But he's he's told the guys that's not how we're going to win things. That's not how we're going to do it. We're going to do it the right way. Uh, so so shout out to to Coach Troy and and for the character that he is. He has displayed, and and the team continues to display on that. Yep. All right. Asante, Benditos, you guys suck. (laughs) My ugly uh, goes uh, to the other part of the country. That is to Swope Park. Swope Park. You know Swope Park. I do know Swope Swope Park. Park Rangers. Uh, Well, you knew Swope Park Rangers. They're not Swope Park Rangers as of next year. They're now... Sporting KC2. They have decided to go with the name change and... We have uh, yet another official two-team, and and the name change isn't that big a deal. I mean, it's stupid, but whatever. Um, And I get why they do it. You know, you attach the Sporting KC moniker to a team, and hopefully it'll draw people in who know Sporting KC. It makes sense. I just don't want these two teams in the championship anymore. Uh, They should all be in USL League One. Uh, They can develop their younger players there. Um, I think that would be fantastic, and we don't have to worry about players being sent down into the championship like we saw when we played Houston, like we saw when we played uh, against Tacoma, these players getting sent down, and it's it's unfortunate, and I don't want two teams in my championship anymore, so Swope Park slash Sporting KC2, you are my ugly this week. Swope Park averages 443 fans a game. So you can it see why they'd want to increase that 6,000. 600 fans on the season and again, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not here to, to give anybody any sort of crap for not drawing no, no, I'm, That's that's not what I'm saying though. I mean Changing to it's not gonna make it. Yeah, I, I you're, you're not even gonna draw another fan You're gonna draw the same exact five guys that are showing up and again. They just shouldn't be in the championship No, I'm sorry drop down to league one and the rest of you the, the and, two and teams. the thing is some of those two teams would dominate league one New York Red Bulls too. Oh my god, they would they'd win every match uh, you know, Los Dos would do really well in League Two, uh, but I just don't want them. In, I'm sorry, League One. Excuse me. I just don't want them in the championship anymore. They don't belong there. Build up your young guys. Make it a true farm team and stop stop interrupting our championship. The USL needs to take a stand against this too. If they're going to keep well, the claiming USL, the USL that needs they are to force. not the the second tier league, then yeah. then show it. Well, the USL needs to force these teams down. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It needs to. It, it needs. To, it's it, it. Ultimately, it falls on the league to to make that happen. Teams can voluntarily go down to League One, but the USL has the ability to tell them, "No, you're going down to League One," and they haven't. So anyway, let's move on to something a little bit better. Uh, so, did we decide to do good, good, ugly this week? Is that what we decided, or do you have a bad? I don't have a bad. I mean, Phoenix is always my bad. Well, <laughs> El Paso is usually my bad, but Phoenix, uh, I mean, El Paso doesn't matter much anymore. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> uh, again, the the rivalry has 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 shifted over the course of the season, and, and again, I like that Phoenix has become our main rival. All right, so we've got two goods then. It's good, good, ugly. What's your first good? My first good, uh, Ben Bury. Ben! Ben got his all right, first all right, start. Hold on. Let me briefly interrupt. Uh, we had somebody on social media ask, why don't we have a chant for Ben? And my response to that is we do. It's just kind of complicated. So I'm going to give it to you all right now. And maybe somebody will sing it with me the next time Ben plays. Uh, Should have been, could have been, couldn't get it past Ben. Would have been, could have been. Now you're just a has been. Which is awesome. It's probably, I probably made that a little too complicated, right? I'm not going to be able to. Should have been, could have been, couldn't get it past Ben. Could have been, would have been. Now you're just a has been. Okay. Do that three beers in. Uh, I will not. Ben. Ben. Ben Let's go, Ben. 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 That's what it turns into. So anyway, there is a Ben chant. Uh, I take full responsibility. There have been set. There were several chants at the beginning of the year. 
every single player had a chant. Yep. Every single one. And we came up with all of these, and I put a lot of effort into a lot of them. Uh, and then <laughs> the regular season happened, and I realized, damn, most of these are way too complicated. <laughs> so I apologize to those of you who are listening and thinking, why doesn't Ben have a chant, or why doesn't Kevon have a chant? They do. I just made them too complicated. And it's something I've learned from in year one, and I will try to make chants that are a little more simple next year so that everybody can get in, get everybody get involved. If you think you could help us with this, yes, please, by all because means. clearly I'm not cutting the mustard. <laughs> yeah. If, if you've got chant ideas, lay them on me because I can, I could use some help with this and, and many other things in, in my life. Um, but mostly we'll just focus on chants for now this week. where this is, this is not a therapy session. All right. My good, uh, this is this is gonna be weird. This is weird. This is a weird thing for me to talk about. It's a weird thing to say. You ready for this? I'm ready. My good is the eighth notch. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I misheard you. So, so yeah. I'm just my good is the eighth notch. I thought I thought you said that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that weird? Hell is frozen over. I know. It's it's the sun is is rising in the west and. Cats are mating with dogs and and all those other weird things. Uh, I'll tell you why uh, my my good is the eighth notch. Um, as you're well aware, RJ, uh, there's a wide variance uh, in the quality of broadcast across the USL. Sometimes we have really great broadcasters, people like like Tyler Terrence, who we had on the yeah. show before. He's, he's fantastic. Um, other times we we get some commentators, play by play color commentary, who Leave some some to be desired. Let's put it that way. Um, there's no energy. There's no excitement. They don't know what's going on. Sometimes you know it's 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 all over the place depending upon where you're playing, who the broadcasters are. Well, the eighth notch, and I don't know how long they've been doing this. Uh, they kind of, I assume, agree, and they decided to take it into their own hands. What they do is they go on, I think, through YouTube. I'm not sure if that's the platform, uh, but they essentially they watch the game live for their away matches. And they do live commentary. They've got their own play-by-play and color commentary guy, and they broadcast it live, I think, again, through YouTube. On the goal that won them the match, I believe it was in the 90th minute or around there, um, I watched the original goal called by the USL folks. Just no energy. A 90th minute match winners. Fantastic goal. To win it, uh, just barely over the line, and and the commentator, and it's over the line, and El Paso takes a two-one lead, and blah blah blah. But these eighth-notch guys, they, they call. There was so much energy and so much genuine excitement and so much passion. I would watch that a hundred times before I watched the original game broadcast again. Uh, so, if you get a chance, check it out. I think the eighth notch has tweeted it out. Um, or maybe we can find the link and, and post it or something like that. But uh, it was it was good. It was it was genuine passion. It's what the game is about. It's what being a fan is about. Being a supporter is about. Uh, and so my good is the eighth notch because that was so much better. There you go. I said it. I gotta go wash my mouth. That was soap. You just been staring at me angrily this whole time. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. You're disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I, I'm just speechless. I. I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know I could have this feeling two times in one week. <laughs> what do we, what's the feeling? Uh, it's as if somebody that I don't like tied a game in the 90th. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Go back and watch the call. I think you'll agree with me. Try, try and take your biases out of it. Put your biases aside and just 
recognize the passion of two supporters cheering for their team and making a hell of a lot better call than the USL did in that situation. All right, I'll try that. Yeah, give it a shot. All right, uh, so as always, we end on a good. We're, we did good, good, ugly this week. So your second good, RJ. Your first good was Ben Beery. Your second good is Ben. How do we pronounce the soccer goose? Yeah, is it Goshorn? <laughs> Goshorn? Uh, ben, you, ben uh, we I'm know sorry, you listen, man. so just tweet at us how to pronounce your last name. Soccer Goose Ben. Goose Ben. is my other one. He, Speaking uh, of goose, have you seen this new game? On uh, on PC, I haven't played it, but it's called like the what is it the the Angry Goose? Hold on, hold on, the Malicious Goose Goose game. Hold I on. am currently in paramedic school, so I haven't seen any games. I haven't played except it except for the New Mexico United game. It's called Untitled Goose Game. Okay, and I've only seen videos of it. I haven't played it. I'm gonna go buy it. Uh, it is a game where you are a goose, and you just <laughs> you just go around screwing with people. Like your objectives are like there's this guy uh, who like can't find his glasses and you got to go find his glasses and it's not to return them it's to throw him in the well so he can't get them you you got to take somebody's <laughs> keys you got to go bite somebody it's like this is what you do you're a goose sorry I know that's really off topic and the only thing that tied together was the word goose but I saw that today and I thought it was hilarious I guarantee the soccer goose has this game already I being willing to bet yeah so soccer goose is my second good he uh sent us a really cool tweet last night ah yes uh he was kind of i guess it was international podcast day yesterday yesterday yeah and he was listing off some of his podcasts and he tweeted at us at the curse someone once told me that the perfect podcast doesn't exist that person has never listened to the curse cast hey Okay, it's not perfect, but it's pretty damn good. Hey, we'll take that. <laughs> take Thank that. you, Goose. But that was that was really cool, especially with, from Goose, who's on the other side of the country, out in Charlotte. So that dude loves his soccer. He loves his soccer, and and he loves Troy too. Yeah. So soccer Goose, we want to get you out here next year for a game. Come to That'd a match, fun. please. Come we would love to have, have you. Some green chili enchiladas with us. Come for a balloon fiesta. Crash on RJ's couch. You can. I have a bedroom for you to crash in. There you so go. Come on out. We want to have you out here, so that's awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Goose. Thanks, Goose. All right, my good, uh, my final good of the day is you, RJ. You are that's, my final good. I'm shocked again. <laughs> Just keep keep mixing it up. Just uh, me and El Paso are the same. <laughs> the two worst people typically are involved in this show. No. Uh, so this, for those of you who, who maybe didn't make the match, uh, or those of you who did, Probably noticed for the first time this year, I was not capoing. I was not up front. I was not yelling at you all, uh, helping lead the cheers or anything like that. I was in the front row, but I was among the fans as I should be. Belong there. It was great. It was wonderful. RJ led the way with his first ever capo, and I must say, sir, you killed it. Oh, really? Well done. I was exhausted. Exhausted. Isn't it so oh exhausting? My God. It, it, it is, uh, and I would love to hear from any other capos for any other clubs who are listening right now. Just tweet at us how exhausted you are after after a match. It is, it, is, it's, it's, it takes everything out of you, and you got adrenaline going during the match, but after the match, you're dead, right? Well, see, that was the thing. I got home, and I couldn't go to sleep even though I was exhausted. Mm. My adrenaline level was through the roof, mm-hmm. and my energy level was non-existent. And, and then you want to die. Man, it was so much fun, though. <laughs> I get why you love that. Take us through it. Take us through it. Well, tell what was what was it like? It it was exciting. Mm. I, I don't think people expected me to be capo, mm. which is kind of funny. Why? Well, uh, hey, why do you say that? Just I, I I guess I come across as as you know 
Oh, you could be a little reserved sometimes. Reserved. Yeah, I could see that. So, uh, but but kind of letting letting it all loose, letting it all go, and having a blast, and yeah. cheering on my favorite team, cheering on my favorite people, just uh, trying to get everybody up and excited for ninety minutes. I mean, I know it's exhausting, but it's fun. I tried to get everybody you for did, all ninety minutes you to, did great. to scream and yell and chant and sing and and for just me make noise on the opposite side of it, it was cool to be not in front of everybody, but to be among everybody. You know, I wasn't capoing. I, I was that. I was there waving a flag and I was there setting off smoke bombs and uh, it was really cool to be on that end of it. I really, really enjoyed that um, and going to do that a lot more next year. I think it'll be fun. So I, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to retire in the middle. Oh no, we'll, we'll, we'll find, we'll find it. It won't just be you and I, we will find more capo. Uh, there'll be more people who I'm sure there are other people who want to capo. Yeah. I'm going to tell you it was, it was a blast. It was I, I can't explain it. It's so much fun. And, it is and fun. people are like, well, are you intimidated? And I was like, not, not really. I mean, once you get up there, everything else fades we, away. We know the songs. We know the chants. We know the team. Now, why, why is it as intimidating? I will say the first match I was intimidated because we didn't oh, know yeah. all the songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, I knew most of the players by face at that point, but I didn't know all of them in the, after the first, the, before the first match. I knew most of them. Uh, so that was intimidating, but that was a long oh, time I ago. Being behind the goal and making fun of the other team. Yeah. And one of the players kind of walked up to the curse and I pulled to David Carl and went, no, 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 no. Yeah, you get up. the hell out of here. Yep. You, you don't, you don't belong over here. Nope. Get the hell out. Uh, which was, was kind of fun. And, and, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So thank you, David. That was, that was awesome. So thank you for letting me, Steal some some uh, some fun. You was, you steal as much fun as you want. You can you, you, you can you can you, you can do it back. again this week. <laughs> I mean, people were wondering where David was. There was a lot of concern for David. I mean, he's right here. Guys. I was there. I was just one row back. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up, RJ. Unless there's anything else you want to add. Um, thank our sponsors. I, I I do think I want to add something. I want to add a game prediction. Oh yeah, we we do this every once in a while. So RGV is coming to town this weekend, and we have something special for the team coming up this week. And just look out for that. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. It'll be exciting. It'll be uh, stadium wide, and that's all we'll say. And it'll be New Mexico true. Yes, very and hashtag. Hashtag, and Hashtag true. New Mexico true. That'll be cool. Uh, we're excited for this, but we're gonna we're gonna cheer this team on to a four nil victory. Woo! We are gonna take out some frustration. Damn, that's Saturday. a hell of a that would that would feel really nice. Did you just listen to Suggs? I want to go freaking score a goal. Yeah, he I, he he can make me run through a brick wall, man. Well, so, he'll make me run into a brick wall, and I will try to run through it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I can't run through it. Uh, I might get through that wall with after after having Suggs on. But uh, yeah, four nil. That's a hell of a prediction, man. I think they're got. I think they're frustrated from this last tie. I agree. This this draw. I agree. And I think they're just going to come out and and oh, I can't remember what it was. I, I'm not going to look it up. But they came out after a game similar to this and just beat the hell out of a team. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to happen again. Well, uh, and again, uh, this was a team that we drew before. Um, that's when Dynamo sent those players down. Dynamo is not going to send the players down when they're on the road. Obviously, um, this is a match that is eminently winnable. Uh, I think four nil is uh, is bold of you. Um, I'm gonna say, screw it. We're gonna win four nil. Let's do it. You think? Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Thank you, Suggs. Yeah. Way to go, Suggsy. Um, All right. Yeah. Let's real real quickly before we get out of here. Yeah. Uh, let's thank our our sponsor, Star Bros. Uh, we absolutely love Star Bros. Star Bros. Brand you're wonderful. Have some beer this weekend. Also yes. from Rio Bravo, uh, Rio Bravo Brewing over on Second uh, uh, Street. 
just we, off the uh, off the interstate. Yeah, just off the interstate. Um, we also have Bosky Brewing down in Las Cruces, Boxcar up in Santa Fe, Rude Boy Cookies. Two locations here in Albuquerque, right mm-hmm. across U uh, and M on Harvard, and down in the Elvado Square. I haven't been to the Elvado one. Have you it been there? It is so cool. Dude. Is it like you a restaurant? Know. It's not. It's like a a plaza. It, uh, it's hard to explain. It, mm. It's got. It's an old the the old Elvado Motel. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know the where it is. Rooms have been turned into shops. So it's like an outdoor shopping mall, and they have like a water park. With the, our girls love to go play in the water. The, really? the little fountain. Thing I need to go check that out. And, and, the, the and get some cookies. cookies. Oh, yeah. yeah. And a dollar off cookies on, on game days. Bring your curse, so bring your curse bring membership your curse card. Membership. I've taken advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, definitely. Thanks to them. Thanks to ESPN Radio, 1017 the team. And uh, thanks to House of Soccer. House of Soccer. I was there yesterday. Um, I got, uh, wait till you guys see, I got a. Just check out the jersey I'm going to be wearing on Saturday. Oh. It, uh, it's it's pretty cool. Got something new and exciting uh, we wearing on Saturday. Awesome, awesome. And thanks to uh, the BGN, BGN.FM, where uh, you're home for the USL podcast, including ours, and several other MLS and Premier League soccer. Beautiful uh, game network. We need to come up. We're going to get some taglines for this. We need to do some new imaging. Let's do that. We've got, I, li- I mean, I like the stuff that we have at the top. You know, you're listening to the Cursecast. That's cool. Uh, we, could, we could come up with some new stuff. We'll do. We're keeping the noms though. I love them. Oh yeah, no, no, we're keeping the noms forever. They're great. Love them. But, yeah. All right. Cool. Maybe. Well, uh, I uh, I think a a tough draw as we said, RJ. Um, good to get a point off Phoenix, but there are greener pastures right around the corner. Four very winnable matches. We start this weekend with a four nil win against RGV. RJ. Until then, somos unidos. We are united. For the taking, the earth is shaking from that groovy quaking. Coming out of this guitar, and, and the beat goes on and on and on from day till night. We'll be rocking to the earth.